My name is Eamon Morrissey. My name is Sophie Jo Watson. Uh, I was born in Derry, but I've grown up in Dublin and Wicklow kind of my whole life. My name is Eilish McCarthy. I'm from Tipperary, but I've been based in Galway for the last six years. The play we've just done for RTE, the radio play, is A Matter of Modesty by Anne-Marie Kennedy. Uh, she's from South Galway and that's where it's set in a very local community and it's a story of two old bachelor farmers and one is very much looks after the house and the other looks after the land kind of thing. That That's kind of relationship that has been ongoing in Irish society. And it's about an event in their lives which could have had crushing effects but somehow they get over it and get back to a level keel. But it's very soft good writing and it's a pleasure to do it. I play a girl called Linda who is local hurling girl and fine young lass works in uh, Portiuncla actually where Claire Barrett who's playing Anna trained as a nurse which we found out in, uh, when we were recording. Uh, so Linda is a, a care assistant and she's gas like she's one of those girls who loves chatting to anyone doesn't care what age they are who they are uh, she just loves a good chat and she's, uh, she's going around selling GAA raffle tickets. So that's how she ends up um, at Martin's door. I play a nurse called Bridie, who is from Galway and uh, takes care of one of the main characters when he lands himself in a bit of bother. And it's a really, really tidily written show. Again, it's very respectful to rural life and rural Ireland and that sense of community and that old style of living that audiences really warm to. We like to see the old Ireland that we might have known in the past. It has those charms, I guess. It's it's the charm of reflection. I started in Dublin rather differently from how young people start now with, with, with all sorts of degrees and things. I started straight into the theatre and got a job as assistant stage manager and stage manager. Uh, for the privilege of making tea for other actors and so on. But that was the way to start and that's how you learnt the business in, in those days. And I went right through the different Dublin theatres, but not the Abbey. I, I had very little connection with the Abbey until uh, Borstal Boy in, uh, I think that was 66, or 68 rather. I went to school in Dublin, uh, Sanford National School in Ranla, and I went to the Young People's Theatre Group and Kavanagh's Young People's Theatre Group in Rathfarnham for years since I was five. And then I got my first professional role when I was 14 in a film called 32A uh, by Marion Quinn. And after that, I caught the bug, I guess, and I've been acting professionally since then. I trained in Galway. I went to National University of Ireland Galway and I did a BA Connect with theatre and performance there. It was fantastic. The structure of the course is that you do a four-year degree, so you get a full arts degree plus a special training in, in a specialism, so I did theatre and performance. I had the privilege of working with Edwards of Cleaver in, in The Gate and particularly with Hilton Edwards, who was a wonderful director and very willing to take an interest and to show a young actor what he should and should not do, rather than, don't wave your hands about, dear boy. I'm always telling Michael that. Takes the attention away from your face. And so, I mean, there was lots of... And then Hilton was responsible for the first production of Philadelphia, Here I Come, in The Gaiety. Then we read it in The Gate. And then it went to Broadway, and I never expected to go with it, but because I was only playing a small part. But I was in a review in the Ablana Theatre and a phone call came from my, my name is Biff Liff, I'm David Marigus' ma manager. How would you feel about coming to Broadway? 
And I said, well, I'm in this show here. When do you want me? Tomorrow. <laughs> so that was the start of a whole adventure for me in the 60s. And to, to live in New York for years, right through the 60s, was a wonderful experience. And then we toured America, came back, and Brian Friel had written Lovers. And I found myself in that here. And we went with that to Broadway with Art Carney playing the role. First thing I did out of college was a play with Sugar Glass Theatre Company called Five Minutes Later. Um, it was written by a brilliant young writer called Elle Flynn who actually did the MFA course in writing in the Lear Academy. So I had met her before but I hadn't actually read any of her work. It was a play about relationships and the complications that modern sort of media and social media and information being immediately available to people and how that can complicate a relationship. So that was the first thing I did. I think Freel discovered himself. <laughs> I think there's a huge element of that. Hilton Edwards said, you know, Freel dealt with his own affairs and he decided the gate should do his play rather than the abbey. And Hilton <laughs> rather dramatically said, and then I, I had to deal financially with Brian Freel and, and suddenly I was in in, uh, the hands of a, of a Persian rug seller. <laughs> I was very lucky when I graduated college or when I finished college, I got a job with Emerald Isle Theatre Company who are a French company who do theatre and education shows around France and Belgium. So uh, I interviewed in the June that I finished college and in September off I went to Rouen in the north of France to travel for nine months Young adults and children in general are the best audience in that they will not enjoy what you're doing in order to be polite to you. If they're not enjoying it, you will know. And then it is your job to change what you're doing in, in that kind of a role anyway. I was always loved the work of Flann O'Brien, who had kind of gone out of fashion a bit. And I wanted the people to experience it. And so, I mean, I really started out doing bits at parties and things like that. And slowly the show evolved into The Brother which we went did in the Peacock. And I thought it might last three weeks. And well, that was 74. And people are still looking at, for me to do it. But I have sworn to myself and promised myself I will never again sit in that snug. I could not face another point of plane, ball of mortal point of plane, please, you know. I couldn't face it. It was a wonderful show. And it still is wonderful material. But let others do that. I did a show last year with Collapsing Horse Theatre Company and they work a lot with sort of comedy and music and puppetry and stuff. So I did um, a show called Human Child last year, a kids show. And we toured Ireland with that and we also went to Moscow, which was brilliant. And then since then I did The Train, which was a musical by Rough Magic Theatre Company in the Dublin Theatre Festival last year. It was my first professional, kind of big professional gig since um, leaving college. And... Uh, I was absolutely terrified. It was also my first musical I'd ever done. So it wasn't just my first big gig. It was my first musical written by Arthur Reardon with music by Bill Whelan and Lynn Parker sitting there as well. So it was, it was mental. I mean, they were all there when we auditioned as well. You can imagine being straight out of college, never having done a musical before and then walking into a room, sweating and panicking and then Lynn there. Oh God, it was terrifying. But... The best crack ever. From an artistic point of view, that gig was one of the best pieces of education that I've been a part of because we played up to three shows a day, uh, never in the same venue twice. 
we, they were shows that were specifically written for theatre and education. So through the use of repetition and songs and dancing and simple storylines. So through that experience, I got my craft just, I think, benefited wholeheartedly from that. Finding centre stage will never be a problem again, no matter where I am, in what in what theatre I am. And gauging an audience, realising, OK, this isn't working. We're going to have to think, use the hive mind and, and adapt what we're doing. Frank Kelly and myself, the programme was actually called Newsbeat way back. And then it evolved into Hall Spectorial Weekly. And it was really an RTE sop to the to the regions because it was reporting what went on in, in county councils and what was reported in in local papers and so on. But it slowly picked up, picked up, picked up, picked up. And then we started doing the the cabinet during the coalition cabinet with we were always round, you know, Connor Cruz O'Brien and, and Richie Roon and, and, and the Minister of Hardship appeared because of the fuel crisis. And it suddenly became a central thing right through the country. I mean, even still, I'm amazed how people keep referring back to it. And even we didn't realise how popular it was during those days. And certainly the establishment and anybody who would like to have got rid of us didn't realise how popular it had become. And then if they, by the time they decided they, they should do something about this, it was too late. Musicals are... Such hard work. You know, I really was a rude awakening doing one. Cahill Sinnott was the musical director on it. And he was actually my singing teacher in the Lears. So he was a, a massive safety blanket for the entire run and all the rehearsals. And Danielle Galligan and, and Karen McCartney both went to the Lear as well. So all of us were uh, attached to him for the entire process. And he's very patient. So that was a big help as well. After that, I came back and I started working with a Galway theatre company called Fergoli Theatre Company. We did a show called Mary, 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 written by Maria Tivnan and directed by Maria Tivnan and Kate Murray in the Town Hall Theatre. And then we got to bring that on a little tour. And then we, the same company, won the Mike Diskin Arts Bursary in Galway. And we were given a main stage slot on the Town Hall stage and Jarleth Tivnan, one of the company members, wrote a play called Pleasure Ground, which had a brilliant success and a very, very warm response. Pleasure Ground is a show about community and the demise of the rural town and the effect of the Celtic tiger on rural Ireland. And our generation, the children that were born in into a boom and then graduated into a bust and how our psychology is struggling to deal with that on a generational level. Recently, uh, the Abbey commissioned my show on Maeve Brennan and she lived all her life, wrote for the New Yorker, lived all her life in New York, but wrote most of her stories about the little house in Renla that she was brought up in. And it just so happened that little house on Cherryfield Avenue is the same house that I was brought up in. My parents bought it from her parents. So I knew the house intimately. And, and then uh, I just happened to be reading The New Yorker on the, on the New York subway going into the show one night. And there I found the hair standing up at the back of my neck. I hadn't realised the story was by Maeve Brennan and it was about my house and how you've got to be careful going in late at night. Don't step on this step and that I'm going up the stairs. So uh, to make a long story short, we eventually, after writing, we we met and she invited me to the Russian tea rooms in the afternoon. And we sat for 
four, five, six hours talking about all sorts of things. I mean, she was very generous because she was really one of the most senior writers in New York at this stage and she was touching 50 and here was this gauche young fella from Dublin, 23 years of age. But she was so helpful and so wonderful about that. And I've always carried that meat in those times with her and have grown into loving her, her writing. Her her prose is just wonderful and so careful. Making a living as a young actor is a very interesting adventure. You will have downtime as a young actor, but I've been quite lucky in that I have surrounded myself with some exceptionally talented people, so there's never really an idle moment. So in my spare time, I, I sing, um, I try to write, I write music myself and we're always talking about the next project. I'm very lucky that my peers are my colleagues. So every coffee and every pint turns into a business meeting, which is fantastic and a really a lovely environment in which you can at least convince yourself that you're thriving, even if it's slightly more difficult to convince your family and community that you are. In my downtime, I have a puppy and for the last four months, that is pretty much all I'm doing in my downtime is training him, walking him. I've had loads of different jobs in between acting and I think as time goes on, I'm going to settle on one. But I mean, I've worked in kitchens, I've done waitressing, babysitting, dog walking, all that kind of stuff. So I'm very interested in working in food in between my acting roles. So that's something I'm going to be pursuing kind of on a more full-time basis in between acting. For the past few years, I've been playing Cass in, in Fair City. Uh, the, the character I play is a nice, sympathetic, slightly off-the-wall, odd character. It's just amazing how people respond to him. Uh, it's kind of nice. And and then you you don't realise how popular the, the series is. I mean, no matter where you go in the country, people are on about it. And, and there's something like 650,000 people watch every episode. So people ask, what is the, the, the most successful thing you've done? And in all honesty, I say the most successful thing I've done is to survive financially as an Irish actor for 55 years. And unfortunately, it doesn't get any easier for the younger generation. I mean, see the, the, the young people we have, the, the huge talents. I mean, there's, a, there's an awful lot more talent around than there was when I started. But there's an awful lot more people looking for the jobs. I don't envy them the future at the at the present rate of how Irish theatre and Irish culture is regarded by the government. Something has to improve there to give them some possibility of the future. Nobody wants to be rich. You're not going to be rich as an Irish actor. But you do have a right to an ordinary lifestyle. That was In the Wings, introducing the team behind next Sunday's radio drama. You heard the voices of actors Eamon Morrissey, Sophie Jo Wasson and Eilish McCarthy talking about working on A Matter of Modesty by Anne-Marie Kennedy. Next Sunday's Drama on One. On sound was Mark McGrath and the producer was Kevin Reynolds.